The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We're going to be talking about hard assets that have stood the test of time. And we're also at for the first segment here. We're, we want to talk about updates in the precious metals market. Uh, my name's Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. Jerry, um, particularly today, Friday, um, uh, December third, as we record the show, uh, talking with a few clients, showing some frustration for the first time um, that I've seen from people who have been holding precious metals for quite some time. Um, We'll call it frustration, maybe a little concern of that that usual, hey, if everything is going to hell in a handbasket, why is the price of gold and silver not, not climbing? And uh, so I thought this might be a good opportunity to just kind of discuss the outward narrative, the technical side of things, and then, of course, our own opinions on, on what's been going on. So let's start with that. What are some of the narratives out there that are trying to explain why the precious metals are where we are, which is both gold and silver seem to be retesting the lower end of the trading range that we've been in over the last, say, year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important to bring some clarity to our clientele, even to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again. It's very important to bring some clarity and understanding uh, on the various factors that affect this precious metals market that we're in and uh, especially for people who are looking to precious metals markets for the first time we need to understand why are we here what's been going on so from a technical standpoint jeremy it's important to know that last year 2020 the gold and silver markets broke out so we got out of the the slums from from fourteen fifteen hundred dollar gold even down to thirteen thirteen dollar silver remember that little short short uh, uh bottom that gold silver had back then Gold and silver markets had a breakout year last year, both up on average about 40%. And what we're seeing today is a probably a little bit over a 50% perfect Fibonacci retracement from its highs to where we are today. And to me, the charts look very juicy, as I mentioned to you, especially in the silver markets. Silver is testing 22. Uh, We saw 2160 in October. Um, We did not hit that. So this is a very strong market. When we compare this market, uh, it's very, um, it's holding up very well, very nicely, considering things that are falling apart, especially on the stock market side. Uh, the the very nature of what's been propping up the stock market is changing. It, it's it's going to be removed, Jeremy. The punch yeah. bowl is being taken away. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that more later on in the show. I I thought it was interesting. Um, as you know, I love my goldprice.org um, chart for the gold price performance chart. Um, and Everybody needs to see this. Yeah. I, hey, it's just one of my favorite charts. It's the gold price performance chart. And I thought for both gold and silver, it's very interesting. I'll, I'll stick with the silver one for now. Just going back 15 years, and I know it, it would be the same if we added um, the, the last, you know, from 2005 back to 2000 on there as well. But just listen to some of these years in which silver had amazing returns. And I'll do it in Canadian dollars. 2006, 46.5%. 2009, 26.6%. 2010, 
2010, 72.8%. 2013, 31%. And 2020, 44.7%. So that's five out of 15 years where you're having an absolute just massive breakout year in the market. That's basically a third of the time. It means you can guarantee every three years you're going to see some sort of massive move in the market looking at the past as prologue. Now, that's not given... That's not contextualizing the current fundamentals in the market, the demand for the physical in terms of industry, demand from the industri- from the investment side, of course. But just from the, I, the concept alone of just look at the past. What, how does this market perform? What is the trend of how this market tends to perform? And silver is definitely more volatile than, than the gold market for sure because you know gold in the last 15 years has only had – basically in Canadian dollars, one down year, right? Right now we're down 5% on gold in Canadian dollars after increasing 35% over the last two years. So you're not giving back a whole lot. And it's interesting because you're just watching the price, you know, in the, in the mid 1700s range. And I can still remember when the price was bottoming at 1150. It wasn't very long ago. And here we are. And and of course, it's just one of those things, you have to have some patience with what's going on. I I can appreciate that. I think there's two things happening, maybe three things happening. You've got the technical, as you mentioned, right? You had a big move up, got to consolidate that build a new base camp, right? Base camp, Base camp one was $18 silver. Base camp two is now going to be in the 20s, mm-hmm. low 20s range. And before we make an, another ascent to higher prices. Okay. I like that. Technical makes sense. Um, then there's over the whole year, over the course of the whole year, we've been hearing about inflation's transitory. We're going to raise rates. We're going to cut in, we're going to cut rates down like interest rates. Uh, stock market's doing great. Oh my gosh, look at the employment numbers. Everything is looking great. And this sort of, we're going to jawbone everything and really talk this down. And if you look at the major people in the markets, the major talking heads, they were eating it up. They were all on the transitory t- transitory they train, yeah. which we'll talk about uh, later on in the show. We'll talk about Fed and transitory. Um, so there was that. And I think that played into it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Now, last week on the show, though, Jerry, we talked about you can't just believe what you see when you're just looking at the surface of the gold market and the silver market, because we ha- we can't find sellers. That's right. There's only people buying precious metals. Um, you know, have you been onto the mint.ca website? Not recently. Why? Okay. What did it look like when you went on in the past? Oh, you had some variety. Okay. A lot of variety? No, it started to dwindle. It started to dwindle. Yeah. But I remember you, you went on to that site a couple years back. Every different type of coin you could imagine. Planets, um, soldiers, um, firefighter coins, polar bear coins, uh, you know, all animals, nature, all of the themes, so many different varieties of coins. Now, these are tend to be um, smaller, smaller prints uh, of the coins or minting of the coins. And so they don't necessarily have numismatic value, but they have story value. Mm-hmm. They have a narrative. There's nothing. No, there's nothing on the site. It's all and out those, of stock. And those are less pure. They're not the ninety. No, no, no. It's ninety nine, okay. but you're paying a lot more for for the the, the, theme. the story and the theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
there's not a large variety, and what they seem to have are completely sold out. So what does that tell you? That, that story is very telling of, it, of regarding this, the supply and demand fundamentals. Yeah, so there's either no supply or the demand is high or it's a bit of both. It's but, both. Right? So that's just one takeaway. We see it as well in our market. It's tough to constantly get product in. We're at, we're at a point where we're told we don't know when the product is going to be delivered. We can order it, but we just don't know when it's going to be delivered. We don't know that it's going to be three months out, but they just can't guarantee that sort of week and a half guaranteed delivery the type of thing so that's just another one example of if you look under the surface what's really going on here mm-hmm. right so i think i think the overall takeaway and as we give more perspective throughout the show i think the overall takeaway is just have a bit of patience here uh, we know that the market is going to take off we're going to talk about the reasons for that coming up in the show but as we stand right now it's a retest that's all it is yeah and it's good good to also extrapolate this goldprice.org data on when the prices start to gain. And we were having year over year 30%, totally. 20%, 60 And that's if you look at a three-year or five-year, that's doubling your money within two, three years. Uh, but when is this occurring? When is the gold price? What time of the year is it? And as I mentioned last week on the show, Jeremy, over the past 25 years, 18 of those years had positive performances in gold and silver in Q1. So this is a good time. Uh, buy this dip. Get your hands on the metals while you can because we don't know how many coins, 2022 coins, are going to be in circulation. We don't, know how, we don't know if the Royal Canadian Mint, the U.S. Mint, have enough metal to, to supply the market, to supply the demand. So take advantage before Q1. Take advantage while we have some silver and gold in stock and especially take advantage of these dips it's tough to pick the bottom we always say animals like monkeys can pick their bottoms very well (laughs) but we cannot so all we could do is you know create the base find where the base is as you mentioned base camp at 22 silver base camp 1750 for gold and take advantage today yeah you know fortune favors the brave and and ultimately when the market's down fortune favors the brave you know how do we make ourselves brave we arm ourselves with knowledge and as we show the knowledge that's that is around us what the narratives are what the technicals are what the supply demand fundamentals are you start to say okay i understand the take picture action. here how can you not take action when you're seeing these things it's about it, it's about the amount that you have it's about the size of the position it's not about the current price look i'm i'm down on some of my positions you know i don't always buy at the when i used to buy gold when i was first getting into the gold market going back to like 2005 2006 Man, every single time I purchased, the price went down. <laughs> like it was without fail. And of course, when you buy, you want the price to go up, but it's just not always how it works. But at the end of the day, when the price starts to run, as we just talked about, every every few years, you're seeing some sort of massive breakout in the market. You always think, I wish I had more. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a bigger position. And I do feel ultimately that the, the exit sign of the dollar, the exit door is precious metals. And we don't know how long that door is going to be open, how long that exit door is going to be open. And one day that exit door will be closed because the yeah. market's going to be going sky high because everyone's going to realize the dollar is worthless. Yeah. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. 
get involved in the market. You can buy physical precious metals with Guildhall. You can acquire it direct, take home delivery. You can have it shipped to you. Uh, you can store it in our vault facility and have it fully allocated, fully segregated, or even better, you can add it to your registered account, your RSP, your TFSA, your LIF, your RIF, your RESP for the kids. You can have physical allocated, segregated precious metals within your registered accounts. Call us today and you're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. So, Jerry, uh, Singapore added 26 tons to its gold reserves. 26 tons. Yeah, quietly. They've added 26 tons to their gold reserve, and they're not the only ones. No, we have uh, Ireland also this week reported by Bloomberg. First time since 2009, Ireland acquired a purchase of three tons of gold. So it's a start, definitely, you know, getting back into the swing of things, becoming net buyers of gold. More and more central banks uh, coming coming to the gold market. Um, and as we see other citizens in Turkey, um, they're fleeing. They're fleeing out of the Turkish lira. The government tried to manipulate their lira, which is the currency of Turkey. Uh, but they are showing more and more signs of inflation. This is a G20 nation, ladies and gentlemen. We're not talking about a third world country. Turkey is number 20 on the top 10 of the GDP, making it a G20 member. This is, should be an alarm for us Canadians. Uh, should be an alarm considering our GDP is a, is a fraction uh, of, of major players in the world. Um, and therefore, if these citizens, I mean, a lot of Turks actually personally held golds and thankful for that, they, they are able to uh, convert that gold into something else. That's the beautiful thing. That is the strategic thing when you have instances like this in hyperinflation. You can convert, you can roll, you can roll with the punches. You're never cornered in this market in, in, in life. You know, you can always convert that gold into whatever you need it to be, whatever currency you need it to be. But you can't do that with the the, uh, the Turkish lira. And, you know, with Canada, Canada owns zero ounces, zero tons of gold in the central banks here in Canada. This is a, a major alert, a major alarm for us citizens, especially knowing that they are they're not too certain what they're doing with the monetary policy. Bank of Canada says they're, they're, they stopped the money printing. No more, you know, no more uh, punch bowl. They've taken that away, but they've handed it off to the fiscal, to the governments, and this is what they're doing. They're just passing the debt baton from one to another, blaming each other, while they're playing games with our future. We, there's no time. There's no time to play these games with these central bankers while they're buying gold. They own gold. Do you have gold, you know, listener? If you're still thinking about it, this is the time to do this. When you have money, uh, the money supply. So when people talk about, you know, how much gold should I be acquiring? Well, the Ibbotson Associates back in 2008 and 2009 came up with a report. Now the Ibbotson, they're the foremost leaders in asset allocation models. They looked at metrics and math and they, they factor in debts, populations, inflation, and they determined back then, 
years ago that we should own at least 10 to 15%. Extrapolate to today, and if we're still using the same metrics back then, look, the M1 money supply in the US, hyperinflated, went up 369% in one year. The Ibbotson Associates, if we use their metrics to today, that basket of 10 to 15% should be about 45 to 50% of your overall assets in physical precious metals. And this is not proxy, it cannot be an ETF, it can't be a certificate, it can't be someone else's liability. You have to have zero liability, zero counterparty risk to your gold and silver. It must be physical, and it must be either in your possession or allocated, segregated to you, the owner, entitled. So, Jeremy, I mean, just knowing that the M1 money supply is, uh, is going up you know, triple and gold and silver barely budged, this, this market is coiled and it's ready to pop a lot higher. Yeah, and, and the fact that gold and silver moved up in 2019 and 20 because investors saw the inflation coming and then they've been talked down off that off that i mean i don't want to say talk down off the ledge because they've just been tr tried to be hoodwinked over the last year to say that it's transitory but then by the same token we're also just dealing with some technical things in the gold market but don't forget in the silver market 50 million ounces have been drawn off the comics mm -hmm. people continue to buy and at the same time in the stock market that keeps going up here's an article from michael snyder of the economic collapse blog what, and it asked the question, what do they know? Insiders are dumping stocks at the fastest pace in history. He says, why are CEOs and corporate insiders selling their stocks at a far faster rate than we have ever seen before? Do they know something the rest of us do not? If stock prices are going to continue soaring into the stratosphere like many in the mainstream media are suggesting, these insiders that are dumping stocks like there is no tomorrow will miss out on some absolutely enormous profits. On the other hand, if a colossal mar market crash is coming in 2022, then 2021 was absolutely the perfect time to get out. He goes on to say, as I've said countless times before, you only make money in the stock market if you get out in time. Could it be possible that many of the richest people in the world have picked the absolutely perfect moment to pull the trigger? So equally, we can't believe what we see with the stock market, and we can't believe what we see with the gold market and silver market in terms of price. Just because it looks green on the Dow doesn't mean that it's strong. There's a lot of, there's a lot of foam in that market. There's a lot of speculation in that market. There's a lot of borrowed money into that market. You know, companies buying back their stocks, all of the Fed money that probably made its way into the stock market. And you just kind of sit there, you go, well, wait a minute. Look at the look at the the job numbers, right? The job numbers they okay they got two hundred and ten thousand. They were expecting over five hundred thousand. If you look at where the payroll was back in February twenty twenty, we're still nowhere close, mm -hmm. right? And which means you're behind. Mm -hmm. You're almost behind two years in terms of in terms of where you need to be to get just to where we were then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Apple says they're going to slow down the production of phones. W why? People don't want to buy them, can't afford to buy them. They're making decisions. My food prices have gone up. I can't afford the phone this year. Mm -hmm. And the daisy chain of, in, of, of companies and industries that supply Apple with all of their, 
you know, there's an infrastructure there for the business. So you kind of sit there and you go across the board. Are people going to be buying Nike clothes if they have to make a decision between paying for food or buying Nike shoes or whatever it is? You kind of sit there and go, how can these companies continue to grow? Yes, there's always going to be portions of the market that continue to grow mm -hmm. for whatever reason. You know, they manage, they, they're smart. They come up with different ways. They're creative. But you can just start to see the daisy chain. If there's inflation, then number one, how are these companies going to grow in an, in a, in, in an inflation or, or, right? Right. In environment. So how is their stock going to grow? It, you kind of sit there, you go, come on. Yeah. Powell come did on. A, major, a major backflip this week when he, number one, tried to remove the the transitory lie um, and he literally retired the word transitory regarding this inflationary myth um, he mentioned in his speech you'll see firms reluctant to raise prices but if but he's dead wrong according to uh, global macro insiders Julian Brigden uh, he says he's this policy uh, this policymaker of uh, Fed Powell is dead wrong. The Beige Book, which is the, in the U.S., which tracks uh, business and business growth, uh, several companies, several districts indicated that businesses are anticipating significant hikes in their selling prices in the months ahead. So this is not because of su supply chains, as Powell recommended, that we're seeing inflation because of the supply chain issue. No, well, it's actually because of the cost to produce everything has gone up. They're going to have to pass the cost onto the onto the customer, and this is the result of inflation. And ultimately, inflation is always more money chasing the same amount of goods. And if you're going to increase the money supply by 300%, guess what? Prices are going to rise. It, it's it's in the mail. It's going to happen at some point. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Um, I'll read this to you from Zero Hedge. This came out. It said Powell's cremation of quote team transitory unquote took place after the Fed chair was asked how long inflation has to run above target before he decides. It's not so transitory, with Senator Pat Toomey mocking the term transitory, saying, quote, everything is transitory. Life is transitory, unquote, <laughs> to which he could have also added on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everything drops to zero. That's that's the tagline for Zero Hedge. But uh, I thought that was great, uh, Jerry, because Senator Pat Toomey must have been listening to our show because we were mocking the whole transitory term several weeks ago, saying, you know. Come on, this is a this is a crazy term. So, it's not transitory. Now the question becomes: In 1980, when there was serious stagflation and inflation, and gold went on a tear, and the dollar was in serious question, Paul Volcker raised interest rates to double digits. We've asked this before on the show, but can the Fed? And will the Fed raise interest rates to try to battle this inflation? Because now that it's not transitory, now it's something that actually has to be fought. They can run it hot, but at some point they're going to start to have pressure to fight it, even though people don't want it fought with higher interest rates. But I ask the question, do you think they'll raise interest rates? Well, this is the perfect storm. They may, they may try, they may have to. But every policymaker, all economists see that they are well behind the curve. The inflationary uh, genie is out of the bottle. 
Uh, we're seeing the effects globally with with supply and demand issues now with prices. Look, the Dow's Market Watch just reported today or yesterday that nearly half of Americans say inflation has caused them financial hardship. This is, you know, all happening as the holiday season, the Christmas season rolls into town. Winter heating costs. You know, a lot of people don't make, you know, $100,000, $300,000 per year. Many of these Americans are making $40,000 a year. Financial hardship is at everyone's doorstep in the United States. And, you know, if you were not one of these uh, investors who made some money in the stock market, you were in trouble. And the, the fact is the U.S. Federal Reserve is in between a rock and a hard place. The IMF warned today about an economic collapse and they should be raising interest rates. So they're saying, hurry up and move on their, on, on their interest rates. Start tightening. Do what you got to do. We got to tackle this inflation. It's already out the, out the door. And this is the perfect storm for against this stock market bubble. Look, the, at $54 trillion, the U.S. stock market is larger than the combined GDP of the U.S., China, Japan, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and the UK. So, whoa, 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 whoa. say that again. Well, the U.S. stock market is larger than the combined GDP of all of those com countries, Jeremy. So, if that is not a bubble, I don't know what is. And when a fraction of that money looks for a safe haven, and we're seeing that safe haven today, the resilient gold, despite the stock market's puking because of of this panic. The IMF, I mean, mind you, the IMF is barely right about anything. But the mere <laughs> fact that they are coming on board and signaling reality, um, this should be alarming to everyone. And, you know, Michael Every of Rabobank, he, he says that the, the headline of the economic collapse should be the main headline. So this is huge. Um, the stock market, is, it's going to feel the tightening, uh, the very steroid that went into the stock market is being removed and where is the money going to flow naturally in a stagflationary environment this macro environment set up for gold and silver has never been better it's a gift the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com remember if you can't hold it you don't own it you contact us you're going to buy physical precious metals buy it take it home buy it have it shipped to your door store it in a vault or even have it within a registered account like a tfsa or an rsp you're listening to the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto we'll be right back you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of global news radio 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com you're going to buy physical precious metals with guildhall and you can even have it stored physically at the vault for ease of liquidity and of course security and insurance and you can also own it within a registered account like an RSP, TFSA, Lira, LIF, RIF, R-E-S-P. This means that the product is fully allocated, fully segregated. You have direct ownership of the product. That means no counterparty risk. And that's what this is all about. It's protecting your wealth, protecting your family's wealth. And that's what gold does. In the last segment, Jerry, you were essentially saying the stock market couldn't be in a bigger bubble. And there was an article out with um, Charlie Munger, right, from uh, uh, Warren Buffett's pal. And he was saying that the stock market is, is at a bigger bubble than it was during the dot-com bubble. 
And so, and then you, you take that information and you cross-reference it with the fact that uh, the economic collapse blog and Michael Snyder's pointing out how many insiders are dumping stocks. Mm-hmm. And you kind of sit there, you say, yeah, gold and silver are down, but, you know, fortune favors the brave. And this would probably be the perfect entry point. Keep in mind, the premiums on the market are very high, which is a reflection of lack of supply and very strong demand. I heard something very interesting, too, because in the last segment, we briefly touched upon the 70s. But remember, in the 70s and 80s, the phenomenon of silver going to 50 and and gold going to 850 was primarily a North American European thing. Eastern European was not involved. Eastern Europe was not involved. China was not involved. South America was not involved. This is now a global issue of the US dollar and all of these fiat currencies that are devaluing. And there's less silver today than there was back in 1980. So the setup for this is absolutely incredible. The back, the wind is at our backs in this because we can see looking at the past charts that gold and silver have breakouts. They're going to have, you know, times where they fill in the gaps after, after big moves up. But these are small periods of time in the overall grand scheme of things. And eventually this market is going to go much, much higher. Now, some people ask, how high can it go? And I find it interesting that you have to make it a bit palatable. Yeah, You can't sit there and, and say, well, look, I, I can show you some numbers, $6,000 silver, but you're not going to believe me on that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they'd believe other things like Bitcoin going to that. But for silver, it's a little, it seems a little odd. So I guess the first thing is we got to get to 50, mm-hmm. right? Now we're coming into the end of the year. So we're going to start reviewing some articles that we've talked about throughout the year. Um, and also it's prediction time. And the year's not out, but do you think silver has the potential to get close to $50 next year, given everything we're talking about? Absolutely, yeah, no doubt. Um Look, we have a lot of tailwind at our backs, a lot of uh, upward forces moving uh, moving in our favor, uh, despite not seeing the quote-unquote price, the comics price. A- again, just that. I want to focus on the comics price just for a moment because earlier in the year, we announced Basel III. Uh, the Basel III rule changes, which requires banks to have, you know, tier one capital, which includes gold, and they're disvaluing any paper gold, unallocated gold that's been on their balance sheets to prop up and make their balance sheets look good as as good credit. So now we have an amazing force at play. This is banks now being forced to either run into the physical market or you can't use the same futures markets, you can't use the paper markets uh, to spoof. And this is what we've been seeing. And even further is the spoofing that we saw. We saw about five banks get charged over the last month. A paltry $50 million fine, including Scotiabank, which, which was was involved. But what the CFT has done... CFTC? CFTC, rather, has done. They started to incentivize whistleblowers. So if you're on the insider, if you're the inside, if you are you know, back office compliance and you know something shady is happening, well, guess what? You'll get a fraction of that $50 million fine. 
What about the two hundred and sixty million dollar fine that they that that uh, that was recorded two years ago? Wow, who can I blow the whistle on? Right, so they're incentivizing. <laughs> so this is behind the scenes things that are moving towards the physical market, um, and when there's lack of credibility, uh, you're you're looking for some place where you can trust. Uh, and people today don't trust uh, Mr. Powell being elected for another four years as the Fed chair. Yeah, that was chairman. so odd because you know the the idea of of having the Fed chairman uh, sign up twice, right? Like getting them to continue on should usually would usually have a calming effect on the market, and maybe it did. But then he instantly goes to work, and this whole idea of this like doubling down, I'm seeing right. It's I'm viewing this all the time, doubling down, doubling down on things like, okay, so he didn't double down on transitory. He finally backed off on that. But everything else, he's going to, it's all going to be printing money, printing money, threat, threats of raising interest rates. They're out of options. Mm -hmm. And my question, going back to our discussion about the raising of the interest rates, I'm going to pose what I said last week or the week before is, What's to stop them from doing that? I know they they seem like they're scared of it, but scared of us or scared of doing it rather, but they don't seem to care about us no. in terms of policies and everything like that. They you know, the politicians in the states seem to care about the the pork and the fat that's in those those deals that they're going to pass through uh Congress and the Senate whatnot, but what what would to, what would stop them from raising interest rates? Nothing. You know, if they're letting inflation get this high because they printed all this money anyway so that they could shut down businesses and put people in home, put pe- make people stay at home so they don't want to go back to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> they clearly don't care about the economy. So what's to say they're going to care about making not making the next move? So I, I do question whether or not, you know, you sit, you can sit back and say, oh, they would never do that. No, you have to sit back and say they can do it. The question becomes... What will it mean? You know, people have gotten used to interest rates below 2% as though that's supposed to be normal. 6%. What are they going to raise it to? 6%? That would be absolutely devastating. They couldn't do what Volcker did, which is raise it to double digits. You know, last, when you look at interest rates into double digits, that would be a sign that there is an issue with the currency, not trying to get value back into the that's currency. Right. So where is the limit? I mean, in that sense, and we're just kind of throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what sticks in a sense. But if you think about that, then why would they raise interest rates at all? They know it's not going to work. There's no point. Just keep printing the money. You're at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can try to do now is control control the system. Try to control the, the breakdown of the whole thing and hope that it doesn't just all fall apart at once. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. The price of gold and silver are down this week. Fortune favors the brave. Understand the dynamics of the market. Understand the fundamentals, and you will be brave. Give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Everything at Guildhall is all about physical precious metals. 
fully allocated segregated accounts for registered clients, that's RSPs and TFSAs and Liras and RIFs and LIFs. And you can also do that within a, within a vault account. So if you're looking to acquire a larger amount of precious metals and you don't want to self-store that product or, or store it um, you know, on your own or back at a financial institution, you can store it at an independent vault facility for ease of liquidity and for security. You can do that as well. Or if you're new to the market or feel like you need to have some physical on um, have in your possession, you can give us a call or go to our website and you can acquire silver maple coins, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars, which are 32.15 ounces, or even 100-ounce bars of silver, gold, typically 1-ounce bars. You can move into 5-ounce and 10-ounce bars. And if you're inspired, you can even buy the kilo bar, which is 32.15 ounces. Jerry, in the last segment, we were talking about the potential of raising rates and what that might look like in an inflationary environment. I kind of left off with why bother? You can't raise interest rates high enough Mm -hmm. to actually save the dollar. Mm -hmm. Raising them a nominal 3-4% and pretending like things are normal is probably not going to tamp down on any inflation but just hurt people further so where where could the fed possibly go and do they want to go and should they bother well either way either way it's a it's a good environment for gold Um, even if they don't they're going to continue to print they're going to keep the interest rates low Uh, so and the credibility is going to be out the door even further if they don't do anything if they don't act on what the imf is warning um, and Ainsley Bullion wrote uh, a really good comment on, on this, very no, this very question, what happens if they do? And you know, even if the central banks uh, keep it easy for too long, the bond market's going to decide. And then history's largest global debt pile is staring down the barrel of rising interest rates. And climb as they may, if these interest rates start to, to move up, they will actually remain negative in real terms after subtracting high, high inflation. So it's very difficult to imagine a more perfect environment for for gold because right now, a major headline is stagflation. There's no growth, no GDP, but you got high inflation. That's very positive for gold. But when you start raising interest rates, yes, like you mentioned, you're, you're admitting. You're admitting inflation's here, we have to do something that the panic sets in. So we this is the calm. This is the calm before that perfect storm. And the you think perp- this looks calm? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm definitely seeing panic from people that come in this week who've been, you know, acquiring into metals, who've taken the jump into precious metals. And congratulations for taking action and doing something about this inaction, this inactivity in, in the GDP and the inactivity from our central bankers who are not, you know, addressing the, the canary in the coal mine. Every price has gone up. Even all com- majority of commodities start start to move up. But we do know gold and silver are usually the last ones to the party. But when they start to move, um, it's going to be explosive in precious precious metals. So they're the last to move. They're also the first to move in a way because they 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 foreshadow the inflation. That's why we saw big increases a couple years ago or last year and the year before. And then now you have this sort of um, consolidating period, retesting these lower bottoms of the ranges and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, we're seeing everything else taking off, right? Because gold and silver were first to the party in a way. And then now they're behind. And so there's going to be a massive catch up that has to play. Yeah. And 
I think what's becoming more difficult as well is to understand where the price of the metals can go because the money printing is so quick and things are happening so quickly in terms of how fast we've found ourselves at high oil prices and how much money has been printed and the supply chain issues and it it can it can unravel pretty quick but i tend to not want to think about it unraveling fast as though it's all just going to end in a bang as opposed to a whimper uh-huh. that we could just see rolling hills of issues piling up and rolls of hills of the markets fall a little bit and they they struggle to move back up and then they fall a little bit again and it's years before you realize how you've been in a bear market mm-hmm. you know and why couldn't that happen too right but you're watching these headlines with the fed they're just going to keep talking and that that's what's really that frustrates me a lot i sit there and you hear people complain about these bobbleheads who keep talking yeah. and you just want to say just don't listen to them mm-hmm. no one's listening to them anyway look at, look at what uh, janet yellen you know, spoke uh, said this week it's the fed's job to avoid any wage price increase in spirals in in wage prices she was the Fed chair. Wow. She's the Treasury Secretary. So they're passing the buck and they're blaming one another. The bobbleheads are just going to continue to bobble <laughs> while, while prices, while inflation spirals out of control. And that's what's going to spiral is, is the wages, is, is, the, is the prices, and panic. I mean, nothing is going to stop prices from doubling or tripling if they cannot control this, if they don't, you know, but even, you know, if they're way too late, says the PIMCO credit CIO, he says the Fed is behind the curve fighting inflation. So, right, if you start raising interest rates now, you're pretty much too late. When we look at when we look at gold and silver, we know that they've been around for thousands of years. They've always been money. They've always been a place to protect wealth, secure wealth. And ultimately, over time, they're not the volatile assets that people think they are. In fact, if you look at gold only had one down year in the last 15 years that's not volatile at all but it is a great place to store your wealth and conserve your wealth and that's really the message that we're trying to get out to as many people as possible people are hearing it we're busier than ever that tells you people understand that gold and silver are a place to hedge inflation hedge the dollar devaluation make sure that you're that you're protecting your wealth for the future and for your family's future and so you know we continue to encourage people to get involved in the market and if you're new to the market this is a great opportunity because the prices are down right fortune favors the brave but if you have the knowledge you can be brave so give us a call we're happy to educate you on the market listen to the show listen to past shows Um, over the next few weeks we're going to go back through over the course of the year and look at some of the articles that have come out uh, that have brought us to this point and uh, i think you'll be surprised at uh, everything we've predicted over the over the past year and how a lot of the issues have come to fruition and why gold and silver are the place to be right now jerry thanks for joining us this week thank you to our listeners for joining us for another week on the real money show remember the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com and we look forward to speaking to you next week on the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.